Welcome to Damage Boost. Today we're talking Twitch Origins. So let's jump into it. Today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to start out on Twitch and what it takes from a technical standpoint, game standpoint, and personality standpoint. And to do that, I wanted to have on somebody very special, someone who I know personally. He is a streamer, he's an actor, and most importantly, he's a friend. Aww. My friend, Tim. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. So... I mean, you just kind of, for at least for me, I don't know if you've streamed before, but in the last month, right, you, yep. just, you decided to stream, and you're doing uh, Skyrim, Yep. and Skyrim with a unique build. How did that kind of happen? Were you just like, were you, were you, did, did you really like plan out, like, well, if I want people to watch, i got to have a hook, i got to play a particular game, or are you just like, I want to play Skyrim, oh, this would be fun. How, how much of it just kind of organically started and how much of it was like I, I really should plan this out um I have been planning on streaming for a while and this was just the first opportunity that I had to actually sit down and do it um originally I thought all right well I'll just play the games that I've always played like Call of Duty PUBG stuff like that I've always played first person shooters but everyone is playing first person shooters so I wanted to have something that was a little bit different of what's going on and Skyrim, I had just finished a playthrough within the past year, and I was just thinking, well, that's a that's a replayable game. That is something that I could go back and do something different. Um, but since it's such an old game, I was asking around and trying to figure out, well, nobody wants to just watch another playthrough of Skyrim. What can I do that's different? Um, and really, it started out as, all right, you guys let me know what you want me to do and I let chat figure it out and it's been actually one of the more fun playthroughs I've done so I got two things for that I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna put a pin in it I want to come back to this with mm -hmm. the chat helping you but I I wanted to tell a story at the beginning and I kind of I blanked on it but uh you and I went to college together just for anybody yep. who don't know Tim and I went to college together you're three years younger than me something was, like that yeah yeah you were coming in right when I was about to yeah. leave um Obviously, we got to know each other, and I, I, you know, I think you're insanely talented. You're one of the most Appreciate talented it. people I met while I was there. But the one like really distinct memory I have of you, and it's so fucking dumb, and I apologize that I did this to you. I just remember <laughs> being, I think I was living by myself. I don't think Cody was living with me at the time, and you were hanging out in my room, and I was, I was absolutely shit faced, and I remember just like. <laughs> sitting you down and i played the beast man and skeletor song yeah they talk about sex with each other and just because i had it memorized from like when i was 15 16 <laughs> and just looked you in the eyes and just recited that entire song and i remember you being so polite and i had no idea i think you were you might have been completely sober i don't remember probably uh, was it, yeah yeah it was it was college and uh and it's like i look back on it like at the time i was like I thought it was really funny, and now I'm just like, oh, that poor kid. Like, you know, no matter what I did, how we interacted from then on, 
I was just the, why the fuck did this guy do this to me? <laughs> and I feel, uh, so this is me uh, formally apologizing. I was just trying to be funny. No, you have nothing to apologize. Some of those best times were early in college, hanging out with you in your room and the guys and everything like that. It was an absolute blast. As you can tell, I haven't changed much with the whole, like, pretty much just playing video games. And no, of course. I don't think any of us have changed. We're all literally the same people we've been in the past 10 years. Yeah, because growing up sucks. But yep. uh, so to jump back to the chat thing. Um, so for a lot of people who are starting out, um, you may not have any viewers or very little. And the mm -hmm. very little ones you do might is usually like it's command root. Like it's not, I think it's one of the main bots that always is yep. like in thing. Yep. Um, it was pretty cool because uh, through you being, you know, just a nice person, people, you had a, a decent chunk, it seems like, in the chat when you started. So it was cool that you could, like, do that. Like, hey, chat, have vote on this yeah. or do this. Uh, and I, I, I think I told you when I uh, was messaging you, I was like, I was super jelly because, you know, <laughs> uh, last, uh, just to uh, kind of give you an idea, last night I got, I, I cashed in a, a raid. Uh, through channel points on Tetrabit Gaming's channel, mm -hmm. and people came over, and uh, it was about thirty people, and uh, you know they didn't stick around long because he he does like Mario, and I was I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege. Um, okay, yeah. So you know it's it's not really different. the same thing, <laughs> um, but you know I I think ten people stuck around, which was pretty cool. That's it was cool, more yeah. than I thought. And I was like, hey, you know, it'd be really cool. Um, you know, there's like 30 operators. Uh, what what one do you want? Even know anything about it, just pick the symbol. No replies. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man. And like part of streaming uh, for most people is like, you got to get past that. Like, first of all, I fumbled it up when people came out and introduced myself and explained who it was and explained mm -hmm. Tetra. Because I had a uh, chat going with the people on my team, but... With the way I, I don't have a capture card, so I have to run like the Xbox Ping app to yeah. my PC, and you can't capture party chat. So just it, it was it was a lot for my feeble little man brain to comprehend. <laughs> um, so like I just you know it, it's something you get used to. It's really yeah. something you, you can almost practice in the mirror is like talking to yourself, mm -hmm. getting that on. Uh, you I don't know if it's because you're naturally a performer or just like a charismatic person in general or just you know you're awesome and as all around individual it just seems to flow so natural to you like from your very first stream that i watched i was like even if i didn't know you i would watch you like this like this dude you're also like your voice is like you got that real i don't know how to describe it but it's like soothing but yet intriguing no i i feel that i feel that uh, my voice is high-pitched nasally so people don't want to you know it's typically like it's i would be carries though yeah, yeah. I feel like if if we were gonna vo if you and I were voice acting for a show, mm -hmm. I would be put as like the awkward, weird character that definitely turns out to be evil later because he's got like the different voice. He's not what's uh, traditionally a man's voice. So, you know, he's always the bad guy or the weirdo. Yeah. Um, but no, like again, just you, you, you got it, and it's exciting because you're gonna grow and. Uh, it's neat to be on the ground floor of that. So ha I w did it make it easier that you did have, you know, even though it was a smaller number, yeah. Um, you know, co comparatively to what you would call a big Twitch quotes. Um, did that help or, you know, were you worried that it, you know, you wouldn't get that much interaction um, right off the bat? My I would say I'm I'm I've got enough training in terms of a captive audience and a not captive audience. 
Um, I've done plenty of hosting opportunities. Um, my day job at the theme park is literally doing an impromptu 45 minute show for 300 people, most of which I can't talk to, but it's on camera like a stream. So I, I literally have hundreds and hundreds of hours of, well, streaming is what it is. And I have the ability to, if things don't go the way I want it to, like if I ask chat something and it doesn't happen, I have the training to be able to just roll with it, improv and move on without stumbling. Um, so my background as a performer and a host and everything like that, 100% allowed me to smoothly transition into, into streaming. But I've also watched streamers for years and years and years and I saw what worked and I saw what didn't and I I was just thinking about that for a long time before I ever you know pushed the button to start streaming so my question there is when you say captive versus like a, a non-captive audience mm -hmm. do you mean by non-captive do you mean like they're just kind of indifferent or do you mean like you can't interact with them because of the position of you as the performer or streamer and them as the audience as opposed to captive being like you you're allowed to engage them like an more of an improv type way well it, it it's kind of uh it goes both ways like you said i i can interact with chat and that's great. That's not usually what any performer gets to do is interact with their own audience. But the difference with Twitch and streaming is they can click away from my page. If they're on a tour with me, they're on a vehicle for me for 45 minutes, they can't get away. They're mine. <laughs> you know, so I can do whatever the yeah. hell they want. And if they don't like it, they're stuck with me for 45 minutes. But with Twitch, if they don't like me, within 30 seconds, they could click to a different streamer. That viewer is gone. So it's the idea of I'm not going to be able to keep everyone there. I'm not going to be able to sustain the you know couple dozen of people that might be watching me at any given time. But it's the 30 seconds that I can entertain them enough to keep them around for 30 seconds more. Then they become a captive audience because they don't want to go away. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So with that, too... Um, you know, I for me personally, like there's a lot of anxiety in that. Um, mm -hmm. Like I, I don't do well in social situations. I, you know, I have to. I am on medication to help me deal with like just basic human interaction because mm -hmm. it's fucking intimidating and scary. Which is weird yep. that I do a podcast and I, I really want to stream or YouTube mm -hmm. uh, because you know I feel I'm getting validated creatively when I can do stuff like that. Totally. But, you say like that that 30 seconds like you basically have essentially 30 seconds to captivate that person and hopefully they stay around for another 30 seconds mm -hmm. um how much of that is in your head because for me like that was so much in my head when that raid hit yeah. that i couldn't think about anything else i just you know i like i said i shit the bed yeah. and and i was thinking like you you mentioned like experience has helped you yeah. a lot and your 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 past but are there other coping mechanisms you might have or ways to kind of like you know don't let that live rent free in your head. Yeah. Do you have any advice in terms of trying to not make, not worry about that so much, but still like, obviously you can't ignore it because then no. you could potentially hurt your own content, but do you have a way to kind of compartmentalize and balance that? Well, a lot of it, and it's pretty much any creative industry or creative job, creative hobby is there's always going to be a sense of rejection, no matter what you do somebody's going to say no somebody's not going to like what you do and it doesn't matter if you're the greatest in your field somebody's not going to like it 
And you have to accept the fact that that's going to happen all the time, no matter how good you are, no matter how entertaining your stream may be or your movie or whatever you're doing. There's going to be some people who think you suck. And to just accept the fact that that's part of it and more people see more rejection early on versus later on. And sometimes it happens throughout their entire time. The more you accept that that is just going to happen, the easier it is. The more it's like, you know what? I can screw up because it's going to be the same exact thing as if I do everything perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that, that honestly, that's kind of a good advice for like being a parent or a teacher too. Yeah, is, no, totally. You know, that's basic life, like quality life advice uh, from mm-hmm. you. And yeah, you know, it, you're right. You're right. It's just it can be. It can. It. Sorry, I'm I'm fumbling my words. Um, no, you're it good. Kind of reminds me of. I've watched Soul probably nine times since it came out. Oh, I need this. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I need to so, watch it. It's so sweet. It's so good. Um. But I, and I'm not gonna spoil it. No, uh, thank you. For, but there's a scene <laughs> in it where he's like, uh, you know, he's I mean, the whole point is he he's finally getting his shot, you know, like at, at being a jazz musician with mm-hmm. this like kind of famous band, and that's the basic plot. And ah, oh, crap! I don't know if I can use this without spoiling it for you. <laughs> but basically, the kind of the whole question of the movie is like, what if the thing you you know your moment is, mm-hmm. happens and you know you don't feel the same or you squander it? It's kind of yep. like the question it asks. Yep. Um, and like that, and when that moment came, I, I you know, like, I, you you, it's hard to get out of your own head. You're like, oh, it this really is my is. moment. This is my my time where I could go from averaging you know three or less per stream, where maybe I could get closer to nine or ten. Mm-hmm. And and it like I've said it a bunch of times already, but it got in my head. Um, because something I learned. Um, there's a lot of good TikTok uh streamer tip people out there and mm-hmm. uh, the one I, I follow one that in particular that's really good and i cannot remember his name i feel really bad i want to want to give a shout out because i actually really like his content but uh they they broke down that twitch doesn't have an alg- algorithm um mm-hmm. so it's not like you might get based off of what this and that you'll get recommended you're just kind of you know out there yeah and with that basically the top one percent if you're above i think it's like 20 or 25 viewers average you're mm-hmm. in like the one percent of content creators yeah. on there. It's it's crazy how insanely top heavy it is. Yeah. So, um, with you know, like it's that's crazy. So like, if you're averaging three to one, five, whatever, you're probably pretty. You know, pretty average. You're not bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, it's definitely. It's 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 something I think I wish. Because Twitch is going to tell you that, and um, I think anybody who's streaming and they're you know they're not getting the numbers they want is something you got to remember is you're you're doing okay, you're not yeah. doing bad. It, Twitch is very top heavy, and I, it seems I don't know how much you dabbled in with other platforms. I, I dabbled in Mixer for a little bit when it mm-hmm. came out, and it, it was it was fine. It, whatever, I, yeah. fuck Facebook gaming. I'm not even. No. I don't want to do anything with Facebook. It's, as yeah. bad as a company as Twitch and YouTube are, like I really don't want to deal with Facebook. Um, and YouTube, because uh, a lot of the people I follow and I've had on the show, uh, such as Tetrabit Gaming, uh, D-Pad, uh, Gamer, uh, Nathaniel Bandy, they, they stream on both Twitch and YouTube. Mm-hmm. When they stream on Twitch, 
their following is a lot smaller on there so the chats tend to be more intimate they're a lot more fun they're a lot more calm they're not people just spamming and saying the same memes over and over uh there's a real like build um and rapport and stuff like that and for the most part at least with the ones i follow like them it, it's not like a creepy rapport or obsessive yeah. rapport which is nice like there they did a hype training on tetrabits um the, as of recording this the the night before and you know it was just fun people were just vibing uh you know getting donating subs to each other and that was that was fun it was nice That's and it awesome. was like only 44 50 people i think at the time when it was going on mm-hmm. as opposed to you know when he does youtube or a lot of these guys do youtube it can be up in the thousands that are yeah. there and again it's that spamming and it's and it's weird like that more people seem to like be into that than like the more i i prefer the more into what's there's very few streamers. I'm not saying, oh, they're big, and I, I don't like them because they're big, but I, I don't participate in chat once it's above yeah. a certain threshold. Um, so with that, like, do you do you enjoy the 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 intimate nature of tw- how Twitch tends to work, where you really can engage with the people that are taking the time to watch you? Or, you know, I, I know, like, let's take money out of it. Would you yeah. prefer the, the thousands of people watching you, where it's a little less intimate, a little more chaotic, as opposed to you know, a smaller number, but you get to actually you get more of a genuine interaction between I, you and the chat. I think it's, it's, uh, they're almost two completely different things. I'm really enjoying being able to talk to chat and see the messages and, and know the people, even if I don't know them in real life, I, I get to talk to them in the game and, you know, really feel like I'm a part of what is happening. The larger a chat becomes and i'm you know i follow massive streamers and their chats are swinging by so fast that they themselves can't even read it let alone interact with anybody that is almost like being in watching a soccer game you're among these thousands and thousands of people you're all watching the same exact thing you're all rooting for the same exact person and the person on the field knows you're cheering for them they might not be able to talk to you, but they know that you're there and you're there for them. It's still gratifying. It still has this sense of I'm accomplishing something. You can you can see when they start spamming emotes and stuff like that, and you know that that's, that's their part of community. That's how they interact with you. It's, I don't know if I would feel the same way as I do now, but I get how it's still enjoyable. Right, and you know, that's, you're a smart man. Uh, I you really I like the way you put that. Where you know it's just two different things. It's mm-hmm. uh, kind of reminds me of the for the analogy like watching my kids soccer game where there's mm-hmm. you know there's twenty thirty people there and everyone's kind of talking. And the kids know clearly that you're there and they can yep. interact with you as opposed to going to professionals. You know that you're smart man. I'm stealing that analogy and I'm claiming Do it. it as my own. Do now. it. So <laughs> um, have you thought of nicknaming your your followers or your your people in your chat now uh i i don't uh i love corny um yeah i think we talked before and can't be i love it i just <laughs> there's something about being willing to uh and any kind of art like you're you're putting yourself out there like we talked mm-hmm. about um but with campy and corny um i know there's some kind of charm in it I yeah. love just like the we're we're not gonna worry about anyone thinks so it's because the one thing I hate I I love superhero movies and Same. uh stuff like that I I have watched so like since Disney Plus came out like rewatched so much of the 
Marvel Universe oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so don't get me wrong, but I do get kind of frustrated where so much stuff is undercut with humor because they're afraid to just own the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing I really liked about the first Wonder Woman is like they just and and Aquaman movie is they they own they didn't like un, it didn't feel like they undercut yeah. a lot of the stuff. So even though uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman were arguably pretty campy, it was very charming and enjoyable because they weren't just like oh we're not gonna. You know, we don't want to act like we're too cool for this. We're just going to mm-hmm. fucking own it. And yeah. it worked. And it, I mean, those movies made a fuck ton of money. Yeah, they did. Um, and they, and I, they're outside of, you know, Marvel. Those are probably my two favorite super, close to my two favorite superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, long way of saying, uh, <laughs> my podcast is Damage Boost. Uh-huh. And people who donate and sub tend to support you. So. Stay with me here. Yeah. It's super lame, but I love it because it's because it, it is lame. Boosters. Boosters. That's what I call call my my I, supporters. But it's it's perfect. It, yeah. And it's it's that perfect level of corny, hammy, and it's something that people would want to be called. You know. And it's wordplay. I love the wordplay. No, exactly. Yeah. I thought about doing something similar, um, but since I'm just using my name, um, it's. A little bit more difficult. Um, the reason why I chose my name is because I, I still want to do the acting thing, and I, I don't want to pretend to not be somebody if I'm going to be, you know, acting in my faces out there anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't I don't know what I would call my community. I mean, I have the in-game currency, which I call Jankies. Um, Ooh, but, I like that. <laughs> but I, I don't know I don't know what the community would be called. Uh, oh, okay, so we we should workshop this a little bit. Yeah. We don't have to come up with anything, but so you prefer your last name or your first name to be the majority of the wordplay? Um, probably first name would probably be easier. Um, I was thinking, and I was trying to combine Tim and Mittens because <laughs> that's cute, but they just came out Tittens, and I'm like, that doesn't really yeah, work. Yeah, well, probably. Well, I mean, <laughs> in the right context. Right, 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 right. Um... <laughs> Oh man, you're right. That is pretty hard. That might be something I have to. Uh, we might have to if you come back on, um, both come out with like our top five ideas. I think and yeah. I think it. we'll have to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really like the currency though. I can't get over that. That's pretty charming. <laughs> Mine's just Brock Bowser's because it's me with the little Bowser head. That's Hell another yeah. thing too. Um, I I I do uh, one because it's campy and two because like I don't like again. I, I'm kind of a cookie-cutter white guy in terms of just the way I look. And, uh, and I don't... I think I we all are. Right? And I, I don't find myself to be too interesting. It's why I have a new guest every week, uh, every Tuesday, new episodes of Damage Boost. But I have... I was Bowser one Halloween, um, and my kids all want to be ho- uh, Mario characters. Uh, nice. Significant other was Peach. Uh, my twin boys with, that have dark hair were the Mario Brothers, and my oldest... Uh, it was Yoshi, uh, but a bunch of other family members participated in it. It was fun. Um, nice. But with that, I wear, when I do stream with the camera on, um, now that I'm getting the technology to do it, I wear the Bowser head. No, not because I, like, I think I'm cheeky and stuff, but one, because it's fun. Like I, like, I think it's funny. And it's with part of my artwork that uh, the great Chari5 did for me. Uh, check out his YouTube channel. And... Um, I don't know if someone's scrolling mm-hmm. and they see a Bowser hat head, they're gonna be like, "Well, that's that that will get that will, their eyes will lock onto it. They may not exactly. engage, 
but I did something different. Like, yeah, like layouts can help, whatever. But I think if you're trying to stick out, maybe do something like that. I don't mm. know. I don't know how much of good advice actually is. Cause I'm obviously not a. Uh, I don't make a whole lot of money off Twitch. I've made. I've got one Twitch check in two years of streaming. So yeah. like that's low. Um, do you do you think that like any kind of just visual thing when you're starting out might help just to get eyes locked on you or hundred percent. You think so? Yeah. Because the, the first thing that people are going to do is they're going to see recommended channels and it's usually based off of games that they've played or games that they've watched. And the only thing that can differentiate you and the person next to you is something visual because you're not hearing that channel. You're not seeing the gameplay. You're just seeing that thumbnail. And usually it's the game, which people are already uh, familiar with. Mm-hmm. and the person so if you look at the person and they've got something different going on 100% that's going to differentiate you over the next person but then it's your content once you actually you know once they click on your page so doing anything different whether it's the the hat or whatever it works have you thought about um doing it like a little get up every once in a while like you're doing um ouch I just hit my hand on my desk Ow. <laughs> it was quite loud, so everyone heard it. <laughs> the uh, oh god, I forget the species. Um, the, the cat, the Khajiit. Khajiit, yeah. Um, yeah. I have you thought about maybe just grabbing like a straight up Tony the Tiger costume? And, I thought and, about something. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe get some MMA it, gloves to go with it. Since it you're going yeah, I was gonna. It, it really depends on what happens, you know, because the character's still pretty new. Um, it, I think it really comes down to what happens over the next few weeks if it starts to flesh out into something um but i think if anything it'll be the second character that i do depending on what that might be then then we start going into more um sticky stuff (laughs) based off of the character because right now i think everyone and myself included are just feeling it out and and seeing what kind of channel that this is going to actually become so like I am also a sucker for lore, right? Even if mm-hmm. it's stupid, unnecessary. Um, I love lore. It's fun. It's fun building a universe. So with with my podcast and channel, or uh, Twitch channel, I, I kind of cross over stuff. Although I think maybe two people probably get you know get it just because it's mm-hmm. fun to me. And you gotta no, exactly. most importantly, you gotta be happy. But so I have the the Brock Bowser for um, channel points as we talked about. Um, and now you're also an affiliate. Uh, you get emotes, mm-hmm. and for my emotes, I have myself um, being shocked, and my stream partner uh, Moser being angry because he tends to rage. He's <laughs> he's the angry one when we stream together, typically, because it's always the game's fault. It's never his. Oh, of course. And then for people who listen to podcasts, my cat uh, Princess Daisy, she likes to rub on the microphone sometimes if she's nice. not getting the attention she wants, or she'll claw my feet because she's mad that I'm not, you know setting somewhere with a soft blanket for her to lay on mm-hmm. you know she she's mad i'm doing this so those little my little emotes are part of my let's you know it sounds really pretentious but you know fucking i'm owning it it's part <laughs> of my little damage boost universe that i'm trying you know to build and create it's your brand is it's what my it is. brand oh my brand feels so gross though uh yeah that's true uh, that's the I, business major in me coming out i know and it's smart and it's right and, it's, and i shouldn't it, care it's about a dirty word. That word it just yeah it feels weird it feels because <laughs> you have the time to when like you know when i would meet people that are like saying they're building their brand they're just egotistical people who, who were just 
you know, trying to make money, which yep. not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but you know, a lot of a lot of people I've met who are building a brand through YouTube and stuff really do care about what they do. So yeah. I guess that part of it makes it feel less sturdy. Uh, but with that, have you looked into creating emos, and will you make them part of the uh, the Jenkins verse, if you will? Yeah, uh, like um, a little Khajiit one off your first character, or you know, I th- uh, what was the name of the the companion that you lost? That was that, really funny. That would be Fred, and that Fred. was actually I think we've agreed that that's going to be our first emote. Um, nice. Yeah. So uh, I uh, I actually I have an artist friend of mine. He's a tattoo artist. Um, but he does a lot of digital artwork here in Los Angeles, and he's absolutely phenomenal. And I'll probably reach out to him and have him do original artwork for pretty much anything to do with my my stream, uh, depending on how you know how far it goes and how much I may need. But I think Fred is going to be be part of the lore, as you said, <laughs> and continue on. Yep, he will be forever immortalized. Does your friend have a website or anything? People, uh, Twitter, people can check I, out his I, work? I'm not quite sure. I'll actually, I'm going to look on uh, Instagram really quick. He does have an Instagram page. Why you do that? I love the lore building because, like, it, even if there's only, you know, a couple people watching, it's fun. Like, those are, it's like inside jokes with your friends. Like, you don't keep those memories and uh, make those jokes with them because you're, you know, it's, gonna make you a lot of money or you need that brain space you do it because it, it means something to you and it means something to that person and that's mm-hmm. special you know and uh <laughs> just like I, I felt i feel and it, you know when you get on the ground f- ground floor with people it makes you feel cool when you're like oh i remember that and yeah when the uh, instead of gate let's let's keep this in mind for anybody because uh, gatekeeping also is a huge problem with uh, mm-hmm. twitch communities when people start getting bigger and then people get pissy because like they're not getting the attention they used to and they start gatekeeping don't gatekeep no so this is this is what i'm trying to say uh, you get on the ground floor or something and you're part of the you know some of the lore like that. Those people ask, "Well, what's up with this emo? Or what's up with this person screaming? You know, that that name." He's like, "Oh, oh, back in you know whatever this happened. It was really funny, and maybe you even have like clips of it or something uh, on your channel. They could post it to him, and you can help. You can share that experience again with those people and help mm-hmm. help build that creator's audience. And don't don't be like, "Oh God, you're new. You don't know." Yeah. Encourage it. You know, bring it together. Uh, build a build a community on. Like respecting each other instead of being shitty too. Like yeah. just just for people who participate with Twitch stuff in general. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, I um I was just I just found the the artist Instagram. Uh, it's Tat by AJ T A T T A J A Y. Awesome. But yeah, he does absolutely phenomenal stuff. Um, and I think that having unique emotes and stuff like that, and 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 like you said, being inclusive, and if they're brand new you know, making them a part of the community. I mean, that's, that's how you become a community in the first place is you have new people come in and they feel like they want to stay there. Um, you know, all of the, the streamers that I watch and all the communities and all the things that I, I kind of participate in are because it's nice to be around, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm a number in the crowd kind of thing. It feels like an actual community. Right. And um, with that, um, I think we should probably talk a little bit about um, Twitch taboos, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I've 
been lucky enough to get to know a lot of people who do stream um as part of like their livelihood um i think the arguably the biggest streamer i've talked to is Ots Tavera. I, or I always say his name wrong but you know he's a dead by daylight streamer um okay i probably have seen it he is um honestly one of the nicest people i've ever met he and he i think he averages like around 5k a stream mm-hmm. that's all awesome. Uh, he he came on my show like he was like he was in the teens like it was crazy that he was super cool enough to like be like yeah I'll be on your show um, but on his, he's like one of the best um, in terms of always trying to promote tolerance of people being cool and he'll mm-hmm. tell people like that are being racist or shady or sexist in chat like don't don't do it don't do yeah. it and as toxic as the Dead by Daylight community can be because they all they do is bitch about everything in yep. that game. Uh, he, you know, for the most part, you know, 90, 90% of the fan base is like, yeah, well, he is, you know, he's the best of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that he's perfect because nobody is. I'm not trying no, to paint like... him as a saint, but it goes back to when I've talked to these people. I'm not saying Ott said this particularly, but, you know, yep. I've talked to these people that have reasonable, precise fan bases, either through YouTube or Twitch. Um, there are some things that make them uncomfortable. Um, and I've also seen this through Twitch streamers uh, that do stuff on tiktok mm-hmm. uh just a couple rules we could throw out just for anybody who watches streams uh just so you know uh don't one of them being don't ask to play the game with the streamer mm-hmm. um uh again like this isn't stuff that i've run into but that puts them in a weird spot where like a lot of them don't want to be shitty and be like no and hurt your feelings and they don't want to and but it makes them feel awkward um, you know, if they want to play with people, they'll, they'll put it out there. Like there's some people that I've watched that play Mario Kart, like, all right, you know, if, uh, I need to get 20 people in here who wants to play mm-hmm. that, then it's okay to ask like, yeah, can I be one of those people? But, um, one of, that's one of those rules. I don't know. Have you experienced anything like that? Or do you have um, any advice in terms of things you shouldn't say, like things that you don't want to hear as a streamer? I, I have to deal with. I think a lot of it, it does come down to don't put the streamer in a position to where they have to say no. Um, it, whether that makes it like, hey, we should play. I know, you know, I'm a, I'm a really good player or saying, what, why are you doing this? Why are you not doing that? You're playing the game wrong. But, you know, it's like I, there's no such thing as playing the game wrong. I'm going to play the game however I want to play it. It's a little bit different for me. Um, I really don't have a problem was saying no i don't have a problem with confrontation um because it's like people can get mad at me and i'm not going to take it personally so if i tell you no i hope you don't take it personally i just you know i've got to do my own thing um but to make things better for everyone (laughs) whether it's on twitch or anything just don't put people in shitty situations (laughs) like just 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 don't do it yeah if you have to if you have to really think about whether or not it's appropriate it's probably not But I mean, (laughs) you also have to not a lot of people have that kind of situational awareness of like, oh, this is inappropriate. You know, they're they they think they're just watching dude playing a game, not, you know, trying to create content or for some people doing their job, how they make a livelihood, how they're going to pay their rent kind of thing. Um, So I think it's just it's looking at it a little bit differently than you're sitting next to your buddy and you're like, hey, you got another controller? It, it's just yeah. it's just not the same that that is uh kind of tr- transitions to my next like twitch taboo is mm-hmm. uh it is pretty intimate like we yeah. talked about twitch being intimate and it, 
like we said, a lot of even people that have big followers for YouTube tend to have the uh, you know smaller following over on Twitch. Um, and another thing I've I've heard from people, and again, I'm not saying anyone in particular said this. I'm just I am for the this is me acquiring information from doing almost 70 episodes of a podcast. Uh, is that people tend to think that they are the streamer's friend. And I'm not saying you can't become friends mm-hmm. through, with people that way, but there there are lines that get crossed when people start to think that you are like you are buddy buddy. Uh, and I've been told the literal phrase like you actually don't know me. Like this is not this is not that type of relationship. We can be cool, but we are not, you know, as we say friends. We have our own lives. This mm-hmm. is, you know, yes, we are ourselves on these streams, but also at the same time, we're not. We are still technically performing, if you think, in that way. So yeah. uh, that that is one thing that, um, and I, I, I'm not saying that I've had that particular scenario, but as someone who watches, likes to watch small streamers, that is a mindset you can fall into without realizing it. Because you, yeah. you talk to this person so much and you, you've supported them you know, from they're very small. And so you get that sense of entitlement, but you got to just kind of break that train of thought. You don't own them in any way because you've yeah. supported them. In any they, you, and anyway, um, they are still streamers and they are still people and you're a, a fan. So yeah. you, again, you don't own them. And that, I mean, that goes that with anything, movies, TV, people. Exactly. Kind of I was going to say, that's been a don't. thing forever. Yeah. Um, like I, I remember stories of Lucille Ball you know, walking down the street, trying to go places and people walking up to her and striking conversations about, you know, what she did on that week's episode, because they're a part of their family. You know, they, they literally loved these people as if they were friends and family. And, you know, that's, that's great. I mean, that's, that's what you want. You want people to be so connected that it, it, it feels like a part of their life, but they're not those people. You know, it's a little bit different for a streamer, at least most streamers, because they're just themselves and they're hanging out. Um, they're not, you know, I would say 90% of streamers aren't playing a character. They're, you know, themselves. Um, it's still, there's still that distance, though. It's still a show. <laughs> yeah, and w- kind of with that, too, my, my big last one, and this is from... Again, I, I literally did an episode about this uh, way back with mm. oh goodness, I'm, with a video game lawyer. I can't. Oh gosh, I'm really bad with names. So the, no, like, I'm good. trying to remember sixty episodes. Yeah. Uh, Verda, Verda was her last name. But um, mm. being a female and gaming already is hard enough. Oh the yeah. The stereotypes that go with it, uh, the shitty gatekeeping that I mean, you anytime there's a female lead in a video game, yep. fucking men freak out. God forbid she might not ha- uh, she might not be heterosexual and they freak out even more. Mm-hmm. Like the whole Last of Us Two thing, like she's a lesbian, like so she is. Yeah. Like that that's her character, that's her. Uh, one like, and it's like they were mad because they can't have her now. Like one, she's like fourteen in that first game. Yeah. Like so not cool. And like two, uh, just fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like no, why exactly. are you angry about this? Like I don't know. I, I'm not not that I'm woke or anything but just like on a basic respect of human like human level like who if that person that's what that person is you respect that it's yeah exactly but anyway the greater point you are not allowed to comment on a streamer's body and you are not allowed to go in there and bitch that they have a lot of views and say it's because they have boobs like don't do that 
No. no it, it, it's, it's just like they have enough to deal with. And for you to be shitty and comment on their body and say the only reason they're getting views is because of their body, it's not okay. Just fucking don't. Regardless yeah. of any other factor in it, it's not okay to say that no, in any, any scenario. It, it, that, I think that also goes back to the first one. Don't put people in shitty situations. <laughs> right. And if you're... Ju- I, you know what? I know it's a big no-no word now on Twitch, but that's incel behavior. Don't be a fucking yep. incel. And I know there's so many butthurt incels on Twitch and YouTube that they're trying to get the word banned because they're mm-hmm. all fucking... They're soft as fuck, even though they sit and harass people nonstop. Yep. That is straight-up incel behavior. You're jealous about something. You're mad that you can't have something that they have, so you're going to tear them down every way you can. Don't fucking do it. Like it's just, it's just like, and if you do it, fuck yourself. Yeah, like, you suck. Uh, I and not to say that you can't be redeemed. Hopefully, you can find the light and you know work on yourself as a person and learn to respect people and respect what they're accomplishing. But until then, go fuck yourself. Go fuck off. Yep, that's and <laughs> I, oh God, you know, like it's weird, like, and not to like get way too in the political part of it, but I didn't realize the exact definition of privilege growing up Mm -hmm. until I got more involved in things as I got older and realized how like just easier my life is. And I don't get objectified. I don't have barriers because of my skin color and stuff. The fact that I can do literally whatever I want and no one is going to question it. Right. And I'm not going to get slurs thrown at me immediately in a chat because people are trying to be edgy and think it's cool. Um, So again, basic uh, for anything in life we a lot of our twitch lessons have basically applied to real life mm-hmm. uh just be have empathy have a basic <laughs> understanding of human emotions and um how to make people feel good or bad uh, preferably make them feel good or respect them mm-hmm. uh, and it's okay to make mistakes you might say something you didn't realize was offensive and people might flip out yep but ask them, like, okay, what did I do wrong here? I would like to learn. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they will be the type of people like, okay, I see that you made a mistake and you want to be better. Let me, you know, explain to you why this hurt me or why this offended yeah. me. Uh, obviously, and that respect has to be two-way street. Um, and I, I understand the uncomfortableness when you do make a mistake and the, the, the want to kind of rage back because you feel embarrassed. But take that embarrassment. Realize you made a mistake. Learn. Is mm-hmm. one of the great cool things about being human is <laughs> you don't have to stop growing as a person when you're 16 you know you can still yep. learn and change it's really cool <laughs> highly <laughs> recommend it actually it might help the world get better who knows who knows I, i'm a simple man sitting in his basement talking about video games all the time so how much do i know i don't know but that's where we're, we're on this just don't be shitty don't um be a dickhead and going back to your chat your chat is not shitty and it's super fun and um i don't know i just my i would say my chat is fun right now because 90 percent of it are people that i've met in my life that's um you know there's there's plenty of people that that came on and are in the chat because they you know found me on some you know reddit post or something like that um but so far everyone that's come in because they saw that clip has been genuine and nice and fun and that's great but like you said the larger you get the the more new faces are going to come in and just with the way world is the shit rolls in with it um but i've you know i've been blessed to have a following of people that i know and respect in life and know that you know well i mean i surround i try to surround myself with good people so i know 
people in my chat are going to be that way too. It is really sweet too. Like if anybody listening hasn't checked out your streams, uh, definitely do it. You can go back and watch them. I, I believe Twitch saves yeah. X amount until you stream so mm-hmm. much. So go back and catch up with the uh, the Jenkins verse. Uh, I'm going to use that for right now until do until it. you do decide it. on a different term for it. I'm uh, I'm just going to hijack the naming of all your stuff for. That sound, I mean, well, less work for me, so I'm all right with it. Um, with, with that, with the Jenkins verse in mind, um, as we start winding this episode down, what are so Skyrim is what you're doing now? Yeah, uh, we talk a little bit about that. And um, do you have any other games that you plan on or want to try in the future? Uh, well, I believe off air I recommended Prey, so I just want to throw Prey, that yeah. back out in the like or Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, I I have to mention Kingdom Hearts three episode because it's one. It's it's Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> uh, just. I fucking love Kingdom Hearts. Okay, so what are some games? Uh, are you gonna continue with Skyrim again? Like you mentioned, doing another character, and uh, what are some other games that you want to try, or have you decided on games that you will try later? Um, I'm definitely gonna continue Skyrim. Uh, we'll stay with this character as as long as we possibly can. Um, you know, if I run out of lives, then maybe that's the the end of Captain. But we'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. So it might be a kind of an anthology series where. You know, this character may die, but we start a new adventure with something different and continue on for this foreseeable future. Uh, I like the idea of still doing open world games. Um, thought about going back and doing Red Red Redemption 2 on the PC, uh, but that's pretty extensive. So I would uh, I would want to do some planning on that. Um, we mentioned Fallout off air 2. Uh, I think it would be good to kind of blend my my two realities of shooters and uh rpgs and stuff like that and and go in and try that would it be fallout 4 it i'm not sure i've been told fallout 4 fallout new vegas okay um let me just hand to god fuck new vegas really Uh, i'm team not okay the game's fine yeah um it's so awful to look at um with the first uh, Bethesda Fallout games, they they did a, a color palette for mm-hmm. the bases and everything. Three was all greens. And yeah, it was ugly, but it still had a weird like charm because it was supposed to be like nuclear or whatever. Yeah. Fallout New Vegas is all brown. And, it, for, and yeah. unless you go into uh, the uh, New Vegas, the actual city part, it's really boring to look at. The stories are fine. The DLC is okay. Um, but it's not what it's cracked up to be. It's just that it's got a fucking toxic dickhead fan base that... Um, so before Damage Boost, I tried doing on my own before I joined After the Hype, mm-hmm. my own pod, like YouTube podcast. Uh, I called it, um, I think it was Why It's Worth It, and just talked about why I like certain games. And I wanted to talk with people about Fallout Force um, and get some ideas for what I was going to talk about in the episode. Posted it to the Fallout subreddit. It's like, what do you like about Fallout 4? The first two messages I got were nothing. The second was, um, I wish it was New Vegas. And I was like, oh, you know, like, and they're always like that. Anytime you want to talk about why you really like four, it's well, Vegas, New Vegas, this, New Vegas, that, uh, Obsidian, you know, because Obsidian, who had made the original ones mm-hmm. for PC, made uh, were contracted to do New Vegas and like whatever. And all they do is just it, everything has to be about why New Vegas is great, why everything else is bad, and I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. And mm-hmm. on my own personal biases, I don't want to see you play that and like give more power to those people. And I know <laughs> I that's completely that. irrational and stupid. But that's just me putting <laughs> my two cents in on the. On the I appreciate. Four four is a true color palette. The game's very pretty. Um, I think the side quests are the best of any of the Fallout games in terms of stories and character building. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main story. I 
could argue that it's still probably top two of the of the three main stories because the the main stories are never great in the fallout games because it's the world around you that and the immersion and the side quests that really build it on the main story and like for four it really felt like it was especially and i talked about this in the previous episode with uh uh, kevin hartwig fallout 4 you tell it uh, with the pace in the story like they knew you were going to stop at the x amount of points and just go to your own shit Mm -hmm. so like there that being said I think four would be the best to play in terms of gameplay, in terms of graphics, and in terms of being able to really create a unique character. Um, the other ones, yes, you can be unique, but not to the degree in which you can in four. Gotcha. So, I mean, it's me putting my pitch in. I'll let you get back to talk about gameplay. I, just, <laughs> well, I had well, to attack New Vegas and its shitty fans. You you might you might have sold me on that one. You might have sold me. Um, it. I I've also thought about getting into some more platformer games you know going back and, and doing the the mario games you know especially because they they just came out with even more of them um but also hollow knight i never played hollow knight and it's gorgeous the only difficult thing for me would be i think i would suck so much at it that it wouldn't be fun to watch or it would be hilarious to watch either of the two i'm not quite sure yet I okay, so I'm gonna jump in and give you some games, uh, platforming Nintendo wise. Mm-hmm. I also want to, before I do that, I'll talk about Hollow Knight. Um, I think if you're bad at platformers, it's fun to watch, um, just because you know it's funny, but then you also get the bonus reward of as people watch you and you progress, it's cool to watch people learn. And you know, it's the same mm-hmm. like why people love to teach, why people love yep. to coach. People to be parent. It's cool when you watch people, or a lot of uh, platformer people or people that are speed running will ask their chat for advice on stuff uh, in games that they're unfamiliar with and they're learning. And so that's another way to engage, and it's a way to like you feel like you're you're helping teach this person, which is really really fun. Um, Hollow Knight's good. I also have you played Ori: Will of the Wisp? I have not. No. Oh god, it's it's also technically a platformer. It's mm-hmm. I, it's so beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. Uh, it's if you have Game Pass, I believe you can play it through Xbox and on PC. Gotcha. Um, so it's free. You don't have to pay any money for it. Uh, it's similar, and I think Hollow Knight's also free. I believe um, so. Yeah. So yeah, those are two great ones. In terms of like the Nintendo-based IPs, uh, I would highly recommend if you want to Mario Odyssey. It's mm-hmm. built to be. Uh, it's beautiful, and it's yeah. also built for everyone to be able to speed run and speed run in different ways. If you decide that's something you want to try once you get a mm-hmm. feel for it, uh, Luigi's Mansion Three, which has been my game of the year like the last, since it came out, um, the last, so the last two years, the game is charming. It's fun. It's cute. It's got a lot of puzzles to it. Uh, it's not technically a platformer, but mm-hmm. it, it's got a lot to it. It's um, and it's really I don't know. It's charming. There's a lot. Uh, if you, it's a game you can you could probably hundred percent on a stream. Yeah. Like um, and it wouldn't be boring. It's super fun. It's cute. It moves really well. Uh, Legion of Master 3 is great. Pikmin also wouldn't be bad. I don't know how much of that streaming game, though, that, that would be. Uh, it's still, it's a lot of puzzle-based stuff. Yeah. Pikmin Deluxe, the remake. Oh, God. See, I, I, I've wanted to stream all these things, too. I just don't have a, yeah. a capture card to do it yet, so I can't. Um, fuck. Uh, what else? What have I been playing? Oh, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year... Uh, yeah. And the Origami King, sorry. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That game is fun. It is smart. It's charming. It's cute, and it looks fucking stunning. Yeah, it's that, gorgeous. Oh, so good. Have you played it? 
Uh, no, but I've watched other people play it. Oh, it's so, so pretty and so much fun. It's really engaging. That that would, I mean, Luigi Mansion 3 technically is my top recommendation mm-hmm. because I love it, but I've been playing so much Paper Mario in the last few days. God, I fucking love that. <laughs> um, so those those are my recommendations if you Very go nice. that route. Very nice. Yeah, I've got a lot to think about. Uh, this is kind of like a a coming back to video games for me. I, I had a weird falling out a few years ago. I was just so focused on work and everything like that that I just I, I let go of my only hobby that was video <laughs> games and everything like that. So being able to come back to it and enjoy it and revisit some of the things like Skyrim, uh, it's it's been a it's been a really nice thing. Well, as uh, somebody who loves to bring people into the world of video games and will talk them, obviously, all the time and has a lot of recommendations I can make, if you got questions, you got you want recommendations, I am here for you, man. Awesome. I, I, I Again, you didn't even ask, and I gave you my two cents. Yeah, exactly. Much, so so <laughs> um, I will give it to you, especially if you ask for it. Um have you before again before we start wrapping up yeah some games that i've been trying you know dipping my toe in um to stream that you might like to dead by daylight's not bad um mm-hmm. it's uh i i kind of got away for it just because community is kind of exhausting yeah uh one i've been jumping back into and i streamed it the other the other night as uh, seven days to die are you familiar with that one uh not not a lot i saw that you were playing it yeah it's so it's Mentioned Minecraft, but if it was more survival based and like oh, kind of okay. realistic, so Seven Days to Die, it you do build, but you mm-hmm. have to eat, you have to drink. If you get hit by a zombie once or twice, you may get scratches that could get infected. You have to find medicine, or you start dying. Your stamina goes down, your health goes down. You know, yep. um, <clears throat> you can break your leg. You have to build a splint or a cast or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. very very hardcore survival based in that way. Uh, you can't just like run through a town and just beat the shit out of a bunch of zombies. You will fucking die. There's also yeah. uh, zombie uh, vultures, zombie dogs, zombie cougars now, wow. and um, different zombies. You know that are different strengths too. So it's very much survival based, where you have to be quiet. You have to be good. You can get guns, but they're loud and they'll attract the zombies. Yeah. Uh, you bow and arrow. You have to be smart. You have to be sneaky. <laughs> it's more like it feels like a zombie game probably should be. Uh, if zombies were real, and as opposed to like I love Left for Dead, but like you know, mm-hmm. that's yeah, 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 just or yeah. uh, Dead Rising, it's it's really fun in that way. Like you basically cannot go out at night or you're fucked uh, because you know, they're, <laughs> they're they're more hostile at night. But it, it's fun because you can build like building. Mm-hmm. It's not like Minecraft where you can just throw a bunch of shit down though. You have to get the supplies, which you obviously you still do in Minecraft, but you have to build them after you get the supplies. It's not like instant. Yeah. Um. So you can find homes and like barricade them up um how you and do it that way or you can build your own which is cool uh but the whole like big hook is every seven days there is i might be getting the term wrong but there's a blood moon where that night you're just gonna get hit by non-stop hordes and hordes of zombies and oh, they're like geez. they're fucking pissed so you've every seven days you have to like not only just survive scout scavenge all that and build up your defenses and you have to prepare for that every seven days for that giant rush and it's it's a blast. It's That's really awesome. fucking hard though. But if you like, if you play Fallout or uh, even Skyrim on survival, mm-hmm. where you cannot fast travel, what you can in this, and you know, damage hurts, you have to go to a doctor and heal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll enjoy Seven Days to Die. I think it's on sale until January fifth. 
for okay. eight dollars and it's usually yeah. 28 or 30 bucks so i recommend checking I'll, yeah, that I'll out look or, at that. Uh, fun goose has been streaming it a lot he's a he's a pretty enjoyable streamer nice. um if you want to check it out so awesome. with that all being said um anything you want to plug before we go um i mean not really um just the sunday skyrim streams um i usually stream at 2 p.m and then we go until i don't know we find a good stopping point right now we're playing an unarmed khajiit and that's been really fun we have six of our nine lives left and we're about to start the dawn guard um dlc and we'll see what happens um i just but got yeah, the nine lives thing i'm stupid yeah, no it's good, it's good. that <laughs> that was not okay. that was not planned it just kind of happened i oh. i died i died randomly and one of my moderators was like well i guess you only got eight lives left i was like holy shit we're doing that that's smart so, i like that a lot and then and I got drunk and died two more times. Too. It's not but, like you just run in like, oh, fuck, I'll save, quick save Exactly. Here. No, yeah. and, and that really changed how we were playing the game, and it made it a little bit more difficult and and really, I don't know, it drove the story a little bit. So that's that's what we're doing, and I'm really enjoying what we're doing. So right now, that's, that's the only thing we got going, and that's the only thing I would have to plug and push out there. All right, and for myself, Damage Boost mm-hmm. Pod on Twitter, Damage Boost Podcast on TikTok, and also on Instagram and Damage Boost Podcast on Twitch, which I'm trying to be more consistent, trying to stream every Friday, Sunday, and Monday. So look out on those days. And uh, Tim, thanks for doing this, man. It's great. Thanks for having me. I had fun. All right, everybody. Be good people.